Hey everybody, welcome to your unpaid therapist. Hello, welcome to another episode of your unpaid therapist. I'm not getting paid. <laughs> I didn't even get a donut. Oh, oh that's that, that, sexy though. I like it. I'm Valerie Milagros Ortiz. I don't know. I am your host, Ali Konak. She's away. Brad from work. <laughs> this is your unpaid therapist. Chua-cha-cha. <laughs> hey, hola. How's it going? Oh, my gosh. That may have been loud. Um, guys, I'm really, really excited because this is the very first episode of Your Unpaid Therapist, and hopefully you already know who I am, but I'm Valerie Ortiz. I've never seen you before in my life. Girl, get out, get out of the house. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Okay, hi, hi, hi. Hello, hi. Uh, my name is Ali Kona Bradford, and you know, Val and I, we just wanted to create a really safe space for us to let our emotional baggage Hang on out along with yours. And I know anytime there's a great milestone in my life, and I feel like probably for you too, excuse me, I call my best friend. Or if I'm wondering like, how the crap did I manifest this bullshit into my life? <laughs> and I pick up the phone and I call Val. She is my unpaid therapist. Yeah. And this was kind of born out of that, those conversations. I was in Canada. It was COVID. Things were just a hot mess and great and all the things. And we talked about it often. And we we're like, you know what? We're going to do this, this podcast. And we wanted to pay an homage to our unpaid therapist mm -hmm. in our lives, uh, other than us, all of you, we want to invite you into the conversation um, to really just <laughs> get to know us better, Yeah. Um, celebrate the highs, get deep and vulnerable about those lows uh, in life, uh, life in Hollywood. We're both in the in entertainment industry um, and all the things. And I got super excited because that was done, right? We were going to do this this podcast. It was going to be us. We're going to talk. We can talk for days. And then Ali Kona had the best idea. I you mean, know, credit where it's due. I give it. Um, I'm a little smart. Yeah. And she was like, oh, we, we need to bring out um, Matt Marr. He is an actual therapist and he's fabulous. He's funny. He has such great insight. And I was like, that that's the podcast, right? Yeah. Because you're, you're going to get all that, maybe good advice, bad advice, sorry for touching the mic. Um, but then you're going to get <laughs> real advice from an actual therapist that will help us all. So it was like the perfect combination. And here we are. Yeah. But first we got to play Never Have I Ever because, you know, it's a good icebreaker. Telling a bunch of strangers that you sharded in your pants is just a great way to start a show. You know? And for y'all to get to know us in yeah, a different yeah. kind of way. Because, you know, we're going to get deep. We're going to get funny, all yeah. the things. And yeah, that's but really, be great. actually, let's introduce each other. And then we'll bring out Matt because, you know, we don't want to be all, like, braggy. I did it. <laughs> okay. So, again, um, Ali Kona. So, I met Ali Kona doing an after buzz after show mm -hmm. um, and uh, for Hit the Floor back in the day, um, if you knew me from that show. She was and, in would you say <laughs> nothing exactly <laughs> i actually really didn't hear what you said but um i met her there she's an amazing host um ali corner's such a good listener interviewer um writer she's written movies y'all that's been made she's an actress she does parkour gymnastics all the things dance um an amazing dog animal cat mom mm -hmm. animal activist and she's the kind of friend who it's just always there, always there to listen, super positive. Um, and if you need her, she's there. So um, 
it was, yeah, just amazing that I got to meet you when I did. And it started again professional, but like we've talked about, like we just couldn't stop talking in the yeah. parking lot. And then here we are. Yeah. Yeah. It was that one fateful day we were on the corner of Louise and Burbank. And yeah, it's so crazy. Um, yeah. And this is, this is my, my bestie over here, uh, Valerie Milegra Ortiz. <laughs> She does accents. I, I mean, do. <laughs> I do. And uh, and yes, you might recognize her from Hit the Floor, as she said. She was shaking her groove thing. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly like that. Uh-huh. And then they killed her off. Because they saw me do that. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, yes, and uh, she was recently on Gabby Duran, playing a very hilarious mom. And if you're feeling Christmas in July, I highly encourage you to watch Cloudy with a Chance of Christmas, because yes. she's the lead in that, that movie, so which was, by the way, on her bucket list. That's kind of pretty cool. Uh, yeah. But yeah, and as a friend, amazing listener, super loyal, always there, uh, no judgment whatsoever, incredibly empathetic, thoughtful. I'm looking right at Val, but I should be looking at you, but it's so true. Um, yeah, you, also wonderful, amazing doggy mommy, and uh, yeah, I'm sure there, the list goes on, but I'm not gonna keep talking because really, what we need to do is introduce our unpaid, he really is unpaid, uh, from us <laughs> therapist, and I do call him for everything too. Um, but you might recognize him from the podcast Reality Gaze as well as my former co host for the Arrow After Show, ladies and gentlemen. It is Matt Mark. Hello, 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 hello. I feel like I should wear my arrow costume. I know. You know, but um, I don't. I'm so excited. That you're hello. Here. Especially because, y'all, I mean, like we talked about this. Yeah. Um, we've talked about this podcast for years, which we're going to get into. So just having you here and actually filming this first episode, and you're in the room, and now we're doing this, um, and all of our, you know, behind the scenes crew. Boop, uh, it's. I feel surreal. It's like I'm sitting on the couch with two Disney princesses. You both are so You're pretty. I can't even. I can't Aww. even. So anyway. You're gorgeous too. Oh, uh, well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I love how your feet touch the floor and mine don't right now. Well, yeah. 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 Anyways, that's our OnlyFans um, thing later. That's, yeah. But let's do our um, yes, 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 Never yes. Have I Ever. Okay, you start since, first. Well, actually, since Matt is our special yes, yes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, we gonna shuffle it up right, right. here. All right. All right. She gonna get a drink of water okay. for this one. So y'all. basically, this is we're gonna do this every episode. Um, if you have ever, and it's juicy ever, you're gonna elaborate. But first, okay. you're just gonna read. I've done a lot of shit, so I'm scared. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna fun. pick. Ooh, it's like tarot cards. You don't know what's gonna happen. Okay. Um. Well, hold on. There. Get it. Uh, it's together. Like, oh, you know what? Are they stuck together? Oh, okay. Valerie sucks at gluing. Okay, okay. okay there, there we go. go. All right. So I'm reading this. You yes. are. Okay. All right. Never have I ever hooked up with someone and halfway through undressing realized they stank, so I left. <laughs> you know what's going to be really funny about this, especially as the show goes on? You're going to know who wrote what. <laughs> <laughs> like the words used. I'm not going to tell you who it was. You're just going to have to keep yeah. watching and figure it out. So, you know, you... I was just literally talking about this on our podcast with my, because I host it with my, my friend. What podcast is reality that? Reality Gaze. There yeah. you go. If y'all love 90 Day Fiance, Trash Reality TV, that's what we talk about, Below Deck, all that fun stuff. Um, but we just, I talked about, I was like, what is going on? Because I don't know what's happening, at least in the gay male community. I mean, people are 
into that stank. What? Yeah, I mean, it's a thing. It is. They like, like they ask for it. Yes, they want to. They want to smell people's underwear. They want to <gasps> smell like it's a whole thing. And they like you go into like the Eagle, which is kind of like a a leather bar here in Los Angeles, okay. and you go into it. And it's just like you walk in there, and if the wind blows one way, your nostrils are going to burn, girl. Oh God! What? And I'm just that is I'm not judging people that that's I guess I am. Sure. I guess I am because <laughs> hold on though, you said the eagle, and I was thinking like is it a great eagle? I know. No, the eagle's a bar. It's a bar. It's a bar. But so I am not. Um, I have never, I've never like in the middle of you know hooking up with someone though i luckily haven't been with someone that smelly because i pretty much make up front i'm like i vet it you gotta vet it a little bit when you get because some way it's just gonna be like they haven't like worn deodorant in like two weeks and that's not for me no that is so interesting what about yeah it's not I don't think Have you would you ever, play. No. And I mean, y'all, well, I just started dating. I, I was married before, long relationships. Uh, no. Thank goodness. No. Oh, no. 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 Yeah. I mean, I've, it's never been to the point where I left, but I mean, I've smelt aromas before. Like, oh. I mean, people have aroma. We're not, we're not gonna, we're not gonna aroma shame people. <laughs> we are not here for that. You smell the way you want to smell. Just know that, that 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 if you're gonna be in my bed, I I, I have a preference of the way I want to yes. smelt or smell. <laughs> yeah, that too, that too. And now it's time for a commercial break. Hi, friends. Thank you for listening to the podcast. It's Ali Kona. If you haven't recognized my voice, but you know what's even better? Recognizing my face, which you can do if you tune in via video, which is available on our Patreon. So be sure to head on over to check out all the exclusive perks because this is your chance to help us grow so that we can bring more of what you love to you and all of your friends. And maybe they can watch Valerie too. I mean, she's okay. <laughs> Anyways, thanks so much, and back to the podcast. Um, okay, I, I'm well, glad it's a hard no for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and uh, he picked a blue one, so I'm gonna pick a pink uh, one. Okay, okay. Oh, okay. Never have I ever been depressed. Okay, okay so this is more of a serious question. Um, <laughs> after you had the <laughs> after <laughs> I smelled the taco balls. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go ahead. I got really sad, you guys. No, um, I don't know if I've ever been like clinically depressed. I think it's healthy to have moments of ultimate like sadness if something truly sad happened into your life. To um deny the fact that something was sad is probably not healthy either. So I've never gone into, like I said, a deep clinical I allow myself like a few days. Although there there's been some stuff recently that's made me sad that I'm like, oh but then I'm back to baby. Yeah, and hold on, and I just I this is the first episode, so don't generalize it. Like what? Well, oh, okay. My two unpaid therapists that do know this one turn into like a whole episode. We're still no, we don't have to get deep into it, but um, I mean, like, you know. well, yeah, no, like recently my dog passed away. It was really, really tragic and traumatic. Um, look, I freaking let her outside at somebody's house that I had never been to before. Did not even realize it was nighttime. Forgot they had a pool, and she fell in and drowned. So it was pretty traumatic. Um, pretty sudden. Very. And but, really common, actually. And, but can we get to the part that, and I keep reminding Ali Kona about this, that she 
brought her back to life. And and I say that because it's so important because that's so who you are and Boy, the kind that, of that is the definition of Ali Kona. You know what I mean? Like it's she is Where that there's a will, there's an Ali Kona. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, yes, and yes, yes. she did I mean, first of all, she doesn't know CPR. You know what she did? She remembered what she saw in the movies and she did it and it worked. Yeah. And that is the doggone truth. Yeah. And no pun intended, but doggone. Um, but yeah, which is amazing. Like, and then and, and you didn't give up and she came back to life, obviously took her to that and things. And she's 16 years old. Yeah. Was sixteen years old, so yeah, she was. It was a lot for the dog, but you did everything you could, and I mean, just it was just amazing, and and we share that because my sixteen year old, they were at each other's her birthday party. Miley had a sixteen year old birthday party, um, within a week and a half, you guys, yeah, of of Lonnie Kai passing. My dog had to be put down because of different things, um. So I, and yeah, and then the only reason I wanted to share it, because this is, these are the kind of conversations that we can talk about some like sweaty balls smell and then get real and be like, no, like a few weeks ago or yesterday, we were both like, we're all going through it. Yeah. And I think the healing is in the specifics. I think when people talk in the, the generalities, it's you, That's you right. don't want to upset someone or you're worried how people are going to take it. But if people don't know when you're go- what if people don't know what you're going through, then they don't know what you're going through. Mm-mm. And so I, I, I think for both of you, because um, Ali Kona told me about, it, you know, it's it's. <clears throat> You're talking about grief, too, and grief necessarily and depression are two different things because I think grief is something, uh, you know, that uh, my father died over a year ago, and that was my first parent to lose, and, he, you know, it was, he had cancer. It was terrible. We, I'm glad that he's now, like, at peace and, you know, up, up in heaven with a bunch of blonde girls with fake tits because that's what he would love. <laughs> uh, that's what my dad would love, but... Like just last weekend, like something like made me think of my dad and I got really sad for a day. And so I think grief and depression, I think all these things are like a fingerprint. They're so individual to you mm-hmm. that when, and so um, uh, I think that um, anyway, I just wanted the comment of like, I think what's going, you're going through now something different than depression. It's grief. And so sometimes grief, hang, especially it's going to keep hanging around because the love you had was yeah. so deep. Mm-hmm. And I'm so glad and thank you for sharing that one um, because it is hard. But I I think just your description of saying it's like a fingerprint that is so beautifully just um, stated because that it's so true and it's so different for everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, but I want this conversation to be that and you guys to see a different side of us that, you know, you don't normally see. And because we're all going through something like you just said. Um, which even goes to like the reason why we started this podcast. Again, yeah. we, we had this idea to do this. We, we shot a whole season, you guys. Yes. Um, and, um, we looked at the episodes. We didn't have the mics that we wanted, the look, and we were just like, we got it start over and then the whole topic of this episode today was fear, fear of failure, failure because of that. I was like, we had a list, we had all the ideas and like fear of failure because yeah. we, even to start this over and decide, did we fail? Oh, I don't know. No, we learned a whole lot and, and then did something different. And here we are. Yeah. Yeah. Um, exactly. I do want to dive into that deeper. And I do want to say this is why we have Matt. Because obviously he brought in the wisdom. But I do want to get one more never have I ever because you have not. Okay. See, she's like, do it. I'm excited about it. this. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Uh, never have I ever avoided someone because I just couldn't handle their sour attitude or inability uh, or inability not stop playing the victim or inability to not stop playing the victim. Never have I ever avoided someone. Mm. Um, no, never have I ever avoided someone because of that. No, I did remove them out of my life because a lot of things like that. Um, and that I, I'm trying not to generalize. Uh, I, there's, I've been in a relationship where I waited someone because I just couldn't handle their sour attitude. That wasn't the reason that yeah. I, I avoided them or, or left the relationship, but there was a lot of, um, playing the victim and, and, but then now there's a lot of mental health stuff in there too. That's why I'm not getting too specific. Um, so I would say probably no to avoiding them only because of that. But I guess if it was just a random person, I protect my energy. And I guess the older I am, I'm a little bit more specific on who mm-hmm. I let around mm-hmm. me. No, I think that's getting older right? and just getting more and dealing with crazy shit more. Yeah. <laughs> and sorry, I know I say like, jet lag. I don't yeah. mean it, but stigmatize. I mean it's a funny. But it's um <clears throat> also too. It's like when. Sorry, I'm going to ask a question now just because I'm when you're a podcaster, I think you're curious. Yeah, you're curious people. So questions of invite questions. But um, what what at what point in your life do you feel like you realize that some people are just in your life for a season? Because I think when we're younger, we think everyone is there forever. forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I know for me, there was definitely I'm 44. And I remember when I turned like it was around 38 years old. I kind of had like a friend breakup and stuff like that. And then I started realizing, oh, yeah, this is just sometimes friends are seasonal. Yeah. I don't know how old I was. Go ahead. You, yeah. I've never have I ever uh, avoided a parent because of that. Could not get my parent out of the playing the victim. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can only tell them so much. And then I got to a point where I was like, you know. I love you. I'll still message you or whatever, but I'm not going to get on the phone with you for long periods of time because if I do, then I'm going to start feeling shitty. So we're just going to not. And I probably did that for a good month or two. And then eventually I had a talk with them and that changed things. But it took my whole life to have this talk. I was in my late 30s when I had that conversation. Mm-hmm. Late 30s. Parents stuff's hard right. too. It takes a yeah. bit, yeah. And I just realized that like I had cut myself, so I didn't paint these two nails, guys. So if that's, that's what's I- happening. I no, no, I thank you. This whole time I'm like mother, Ali Kona. I know mine are fair. Um, that's yeah, that's such a good thought. I don't, I can't pinpoint an age map, but for sure, like older, um, and just more experiences, I guess, and being yeah. more self aware of just what I of what I need to, yeah. for just my peace or just me being okay. I think that's kind of what's yeah. helped. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, that's an interesting one. Sorry, I didn't mean to hijack the no, question. No, that's okay. This got real deep. I never if I ever was supposed to be funny. But... <laughs> Sorry, don't worry. I got a lot of dick jokes in me. They're going to come too. So they're all they there. All funny. there. Uh, 
So, but yeah, do you, uh, do you want to dive into the, yeah, the we've, already did, we've already got our swim caps on, but our, <laughs> our intention with this today is we wanted to talk about fear of failure because it can be immobilizing. And it's something that I know I've dealt with growing up much of my life. I try not to operate out of fear anymore, but there's still fear in me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. yeah. 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 So I'm going to open this up and just ask both of you guys, like, what is something that you've realized you operate at when you're operating fear? And I say that meaning like something as simple as going to the grocery store and, and weighing out like this costs this much. And then this, and like spending five minutes on some shit where it's like, just either buy the brand name or buy the store. Like what sure. the fuck? But it's because of fear of lack. Like if you really want to get all deep, it's like fear of lack, not enoughness, mm-hmm. um, having financial awareness when you're young about being poor or whatever the case may be. And it's so crazy how those things can influence your everyday life in stupid. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, um, that, I mean, that's kind of relatable. I, and what we've talked about before and, and, and what kind of sparked this episode amongst a lot of things was for me, the first time that I felt like a failure and it got me a little emotional. Um, even thinking about it was when I went through my divorce, because there's so many just, even saying the word, I'll never forget, like the first time and this, and why do they have this also? But the first time I had a bubble in that stupid little thing that's just like single, married, divorced. Mm. And I don't know what the other one was or if there is. And I was just like, ah, you know, like it, I just, I, and I don't, I don't give up. Like that's not in my nature. I, I finish what I start. So to have to go through divorce, and obviously there's so many things that were wrapped up into that, and then be that statistic, especially because I'm in the entertainment industry, so that added another layer. I was just like, I I've never felt like such a failure. Mm. Mm-hmm. And then after it all, and after the healing and whatever, it's like I know I know all the things, and you tried all the things, and all the things that were like, duh, like it wasn't gonna work. Um, for so many different reasons, but the label alone, man, like just made me feel like shit. Yeah. Yeah. And even to this day too, like, and even in dating, like to tell somebody you're divorced, it felt like I had the scarlet letter, you know, just like I'm divorced. And it's like, Oh, there's another one. Of course you're an actress, you're divorced. Like, and uh, ah, ah, ah. (laughs) that's what I felt. Ah! Yes. Yes. (laughs) It's a, it's a lot of stigma in the word. Yes. So that, that's my biggest, uh, but you know what? That is a very like old way of thinking. Not to say that cool. you think no, that way, you're but like society right. uh, looks at, especially the woman, you know, is like, well, what's wrong that you got a divorce? Yes. But instead, I feel like the the reframing of that should be congratulations, which is what I do now. You weren't happy, and it takes a lot of balls and ovaries to walk away from something when you're comfortable. So it's like instead of looking at those actresses, it's like you look at someone like Pamela Anderson Lee, right? Or oops, now she's Pamela Anderson. Excuse me. And I know people judged her for many, many reasons. If you haven't watched her documentary, it's so good. But um, she's been married and divorced like five or six times, and she's like, you know what? I'm a hopeless romantic, and I believe in love. Mm-hmm. And so she goes in and she goes all in, and then when she realizes it's not for her, whether it's uh, being abused or whatever the case may be, she's okay with saying, you know what? This is not making me happy. I'm going to go try find something else, and I'm going to find my happy. And I'm like, dude. So empowering. Yeah, and now when people say that, um, I have 
close friend kind of going through something, uh, a divorce, <laughs> not something. Um, and it's, it's, I'm careful with my words because it's just like, I'm sorry, but I'm happy for you. I'm happy that you're deciding to choose mm -hmm. whatever you need to make you happy because that is really difficult sometimes. Mm -hmm. um, not that I'm like, yeah, get married, get divorced, uh, go all crazy, whatever. But just do you like chase, chase what's what's right for you. Um, so I like that. I, you know, I, I with feel fear. You know, I ended it. I wasn't divorced, but ended the. Of almost eight year relationship last year as well and it wasn't my choice mm. so I definitely felt that as well I kind of had that mindset of just when you commit to someone you commit and also I'm lazy I don't want to go through that the shit that I went through with someone else again I did a lot of groundwork in those first three years I got someone trained to pick up their <laughs> stuff like I did all that shit I don't want to do that again but um I think there is this idea of I've been, um, you know, the type of uh, when I'm, I'm not, I'm just podcasting now. So uh, I'm not practicing in therapy. When I was, I was a narrative therapist. And so what that is, is a lot of looking at life through story metaphor and things like that. And so in quote narratives. And so I thought kind of what is the narrative like in the social, in society, telling me about marriage, what marriage is, what marriage is supposed to be. And then I realized that, and not just marriage, but relationships. Um, and I bring this up because that I think that is probably, I thought I had fear of failure with like career and stuff like this. And then Miss Uni, Miss Universe, she said, hey, bitch, I'm going to do it with this relationship. You're going to think you a failure. You're going to feel like shit when I, when you go through this. But you know, it was it. So it took me down and took me out in a lot of ways. But it was this. It was a great, I great opportunity for me to go. Wait a minute. I really, when it comes to relationships, I'm really caring in a way about more about other people's opinions instead of my own. It's what like I think RuPaul said, but I think Eleanor Roosevelt said it. Like what other people think of you is none of your business. I say that so much to myself, and it's this. It's, but I realized I was going. Ugh. The other people are going to think that, well, Matt didn't try hard enough. They're going to think, Matt, I really took on this, like, perfectionism. It was going to be my fault. So I feel like if, and I bring that to all three of us, I feel like when we are in this space of fear of failure, a lot of times when you're afraid of, afraid of failing at something, a lot of times you're actually not thinking about what you would do in that situation. You're thinking about the other people, your mom, your dad, your family, what they would say, what they would think. But if you actually kind of in those moments kind of imagine you kind of step out of yourself like a ghost and yourself looks at you and said, do you think I'm really going to give two shits if you fuck this up? I'm just going to be happy that you're learning and that you're growing and that you're just trying to be a better person. Like, I'm good with that. That usually is what the self wants. Right. So that's kind of been, so, but I relate to you a lot as far as just the, the stigma and all. And then I will say this to people. If you're a friend or someone you know, sorry, I'm hitting the couch because I'm getting all into it. Um, but if they tell you, if, when you tell them you're single or divorced, y'all don't make the face. Right. You know that face, yeah, I right? Know. <laughs> they don't. It's the. I. I uh, yeah, yeah. It's like they go. Oh, it's like they just saw like a, I don't know, like just a sad kitten. They go. Oh. Yes. Like <laughs> even though you got it on the side, just go. Okay. Right. Great. 
Okay. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like the- I know that face. <laughs> ah, I hate that face. And then, and the older we get, to just I just feel like even just going into like being single at our age, I feel like the older generation is just like, oh, if you don't have a boyfriend, you know, the older generation, or it's just like you're not in a relationship, you're a failure. Yeah. Like it's just you're like, well, failure. maybe. Like, I want to be single right now. Like, this is this I mean, good. really, I mean, my podcast partner, he's talked about, because we talk about relationships a lot, because we talk about a lot about 90 Day Fiance, yes. or a show Love After Lockup. So we talk, a lot of our reality shows, we are like, we talk about Love is Blind. So a lot of shows, we're talking about people in relationships. And uh, Jake, my co-host, said something, and he said it, and I went, okay, bitch, that's pretty wise. He said, <laughs> he said, honestly, being in a relationship for even five years is a big feat. That's a lot of work. Yeah. And when he said that, I went, you were right. It's such a, it's such an enormous effort just to do that. And so what if we started looking at, wow, you're with someone for three years. That's a long time. That took a lot of work. You See, I know, and I get the look. This is the look. How long have you guys been married? I'm like, oh, like 10, 12. How long? Are you married? No. Well, why not? Uh-huh. And then I, and Val and I have this. Because smart. Well, no, because Val and I have <laughs> this conversation all the, all the time. When I tell her, I was like, at this point in my life, I mean, would I be opposed? No. Do I feel like I could get married? I feel like I'm too old. Like, people would feel sorry for me. Like, be like, yes. oh, this bitch is like You're so never too old, old to get married if you want to get married. Like, if I'm having my second marriage, that makes sense. No. But at this no. point, she told that's me this, some bullshit. <laughs> Like, That's some my bullshit. Face. I don't want to hear anymore. You're too old. You yeah. know, like that. Like, oh, Nobody's thinking that. That's I don't know. That's you. I, that's projection. That's projection. Yeah, 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 that yeah. One hundred percent projection. Because yeah. nobody's going to be like that. That's your mama's voice right there. There you go. Or something. Something. Yeah. But nobody will be like. It'll be like. Oh, Oh, how cute. Look at that old lady. Oh, uh, that's hot. I think it's cute if I saw two, two seven year old people getting married. Mm. That's great. You're not going to be 80. Well, I know. And then if you were, who cares? That would be cute. It like, would be cute if it was my second marriage or fourth. Why? Yeah, but I, why? Yes. I don't know. I that's just, I just feel like, ah, uh, like you should, you should get married like when you're in your like, who, who's, why should? I'm going to, I'm going to turn, you, know? you just said to her about her idea about divorce. You said, you said to Val, I said, you're thinking kind of old school. And I think <laughs> you're you thinking old school. school. For Girl, sure. this is a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and for sure, uh, listen, I, I got divorced and I was very much in that, like, which is why it happened and I went through with it because when I was in the self, I was like, the self does not want this. Yes, there will be the stigma. Yes, you know, my parents would be disappointed and the families and blah, da, 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 da. Sure. And absolutely, it was a hot mess. Um, But self was so happy. Self was free. Hmm. Self was finally not drowning. Self found herself and started growing up. I got married young. It was my high school sweetheart, y'all. I didn't know the world. Mm-hmm. I just started dating and we've talked about this as an adult and now you date online like what like how do you what you know so self chose what self needed but yeah that projection on society and all the things it sucks but i i get so interested when you start talking about that old thing because and i just think you think you're old just Mm -hmm. in general like Mm -hmm. because you you talk about stuff like that which i'm just like girl please 
Look at her. She's not. I know. She's not old. Do you see the dry wrinkles around my (laughs) eyes? Like Ali Kona. Oh my! I'm just saying. I mean, girl, you've been in LA too long. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I, I. That's just. Look, and I'm vegan, you guys. I can't get Botox. I already asked. Not that I would ever be like, <laughs> I would never do that to myself. But I was talking to my dermatologist because I do have acne scars, you guys. And I was trying to get rid of them. And um, yeah, the dermatologist was like, yeah, it's got bovine. In. And I was like, ah, but okay, well, I guess I'm just going to get like make, a raisin. You should make a vegan Botox and you'll be rich. Oh get your doctor coat on. Okay. Hey, listen. <laughs> you heard it here first, right? Um, I love that. I love that. I, I just one day I, we're gonna all be at your wedding and be like, "Do you remember when?" <laughs> and by all of us, I mean when I'm like, "Trust yeah. me, hey, you all the only two friends I have left." I'll roll you down the wheelchair. I don't care. <laughs> I'll be a flower girl. I'll wear a dress. I want that. That's I know so you funny. are too. Oh, it's amazing. It. Amazing. Um, I feel like we scratched the surface of failure, but didn't at the same time. I feel like we're like running out of time. Um, so your call. Do you want to quote us out? Do you yeah, want to? I like, do want to uh, quote us out. Okay. Um, so there's this, and it's actually in my email, um, which says how much I love this quote. But um, let me not mess it up too. So it says, "Failure is the condiment that gives success its fail its flavor." She no, no, she no! I didn't fail. It's the Invisalign, y'all. It's the Invisalign. I have, we just talked about. We all three got it. Yeah, we talked about this. We got screen. it. Did you guys get it? Did you get it? But I just got Invisalign. And I can't talk. So failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor. And I told Val, I'm going to get a lot of flavor. I got lots of seasonings, you guys. Good, girl. That's I mean, the, the gratitude is real when you've gone through it. This is true. It's really true. This I love that quote. I'll let you guys know All how right. I feel when it happens. All right. All right. <laughs> Put us on a text thread. Right. <laughs> well, with that, we just wrapped our first episode of the yeah. Congratulations. Yay. Yay. Thank you. I'm so of happy. Course. Oh, you just have Thank so much wisdom. So much funnies and personality yeah. i love it i mean i did it, it was my i didn't bring i know so. i love it I'm um no, i'm just kidding uh, thank you guys all for tuning yes, in yes. um keep coming for more we have a patreon we're still figuring out our life um but we definitely would love for you to subscribe of course there's gonna be fun perks and we do want to do something where val and i were talking about doing a raffle so if you are a patreon member uh, there'll be different levels you'll see on our page right but um we are gonna have one where we're gonna try to raffle off the opportunity for people to come guest with us via zoom that's not always gonna be here in person so the days that he can't make it he'll zoom with us so you could be one of our zoom co-hosts um so just Look for that. Smart idea. Yeah. Fun. All right. Okay, guys. We love That's you so it. much. Thank you. See you next week. Bye.